Bing bong. Welcome back, Ship Life crew. Um, we, we got some interesting, interesting things to talk about today. Uh, I wasn't planning on making a video today. However, I saw some interesting news and uh, I figured I would report on it for you guys. Uh, a couple days ago, if you guys um, uh, saw my last video, you will notice that uh, I was talking about the stocks going down and now they're back up. But if you're new to the channel, my name's Jordan. This is my wife. Carlota. And uh, welcome to Ship Life TV, um, the podcast, uh, the mm -hmm. show that's dedicated to raising awareness of the opportunity of working on cruise ships and helping new and, and existing, existing crew, crew have an enjoyable experience and enjoyable contract. Um, we're going to jump right into it today because this is interesting. Um, you know, after uh, Monday's podcast, I was just talking about how stocks went down. Um, in the last three months, I think a lot of the stocks were down like 60 to 70% or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but let's take a look, uh, from the same website I looked at as last time, Motley Fool, uh, fool.com. It says here, why Carnival, Royal Caribbean, Norwegian Cruise Line stocks soared today? Um, so that's, that's very interesting. So let's see what happened. Cruise ship stocks surged on Wednesday. Hold on, before we jump into this, why do you think the stocks went up? Because everybody's buying it because it was so dirt cheap. Because it was cheap. Yeah, I it was could like, believe it. What, like fifteen dollars? Fifteen dollars. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I believe uh, Royal Caribbean was at fifteen when they were previously at around fifty dollars. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was in between those. Even with Carnival, it was like Carnival. 15, I think was was 20. around like I think Carnival was around forty five, but they were trading around like one fifty or something. I can't remember exactly. Don't quote me on it. Yeah, me neither. I'm bad bad with numbers. <laughs> okay, but let's see. Um, by close of trading, shares of Carnival. Royal Caribbean and Norwegian Cruise Line holdings were up 16, 21, and 20% respectively. Uh, so that's that's a pretty significant jump. You know, to, to think if you put $1,000, if you had $1,000 on any one of those, you would have pulled in like $160 to $200 um, right, off, right off the bat just for having the stocks. Maybe we should have bought some. Mm. Mm. Okay, so what it says. Maybe. Surging COVID-19 ca uh, case counts have weighed heavily on the cruise ship industry. Royal Caribbean Carnival and Norwegian have had their ships stuck in port for months. Following a string of coronavirus-related outbreaks, blah, 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 with little revenue coming in, they've been bleeding cash and forced to incur massive amounts of debt to stay afloat. Exactly. Which makes sense why their stock would have went down, because it's, it's like, why would... How are they making money? Yeah. Oh, by the way, this is not a finance channel. It's just, uh, it's all obviously speculation, um, which I'm sure you realize yeah. as well. We're finding out as you are. Yes. <laughs> However, late on Tuesday, Moderna, M Moderna. Moderna. Um, announced promising vaccine trial news. Okay. A New England Journal of Medicine published an interim analysis of <clears throat> Moderna's phase one trial of experimental coronavirus vaccine neutralizing antibodies produced by the vaccine were found in all of the study's participants. Ooh, interesting. It says, now what? Uh, Moderna's... How, does, how is this even related? What? <laughs> Moderna's... Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm jumping the gun here. I apologize. <laughs> mm -hmm. Literally, that title says, uh, the subtitle says, now what? So Moderna's news gives investors hope that uh, a vaccine or treatment for COVID-19 will be available sooner than many people predicted. That that would be a boon for the beleaguered cruise industry. Oh, some big words in here. Uh, which is desperate to resume sailing operations. If Carnival, Royal Caribbean, and Norwegian can get their ships back in season as expected, uh, their stocks could continue to trend higher. Interesting. So basically what it's saying is that um, with the news of the vaccine coming out, that means a lot of people are hopeful that um, the, the cruise industry will start up sooner because of mm -hmm. vaccines. I don't think that's how that works, though. No, me neither. You know, like even if they did get to release the vaccine sooner, they'd still have to go through more trials and then get it out there. Mm -hmm. It's and and 
I think about 90% or something of the population has to have the vaccine Mm. in order for it to work. I don't remember where I read that, but like a certain percentage of them have to get it. Then you have the anti-vaxxers. Yeah, I think in the news yesterday, they were talking about this vaccine where it is going to take two shots or something. But it's still a trial. I mean, it's still like they're they're still looking to the side effects of it Hmm. or something like that. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it's still pretty new. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I'm not going to vaccinate it. Yeah. I want to see if they convert into zombies first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll wait for the zombies to come out first. And if after the first and second trials, there are no zombies, then I think we'll be fine. Let's see. Why Carnival Corporation and Royal Caribbean and Norwegian Cruise Line stocks all just popped? Um, let's see. Um, so let's see. According to Travel Pulse, a joint safety task for formed by Norwegian Cruise and Royal Caribbean called uh, the sail panel. Um, did we read this already? According to Travel, no, we didn't read this already. According to Travel Industry News site, both companies plan to limit the number of passengers who can embark on their cruise ships in order to comply with CDC guidelines. Additionally, the companies are working out ways to maintain social distance among passengers mm-hmm. once they're on board. Okay, that sounds fair. Including measures of staggered boarding times. Limiting the number of people who can be on board restaurants at the same time mm-hmm. um, and adding more on board events to decrease density in each event and so on. That's that's a good idea. I mean, you think about when they load people onto the ship on Embark Day. Oh, it's yeah. literally like kettle. Yeah. And they're just like packed into these hallways. Mm-hmm. And then they do the master drill. That That's another yeah tight stuff. I heard yeah. that they were going to do, like, online master drills, which I don't see the point of it. But I think in, in Daniel's uh, interview, he was saying something like that. I can't, I'm, I don't remember where. You know what they should do is maybe, what they, maybe what, they, what they could do for master drills is, like, just social distance everybody and have them spread out on all the decks on the ship. You know that's not going to happen. <laughs> and, okay, they already have in your place. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. That's very <laughs> unrealistic. That's yeah. it. Meanwhile, Travel Pulse notes that Carnival, while not participating in its rivals task force, will participate in a July 23rd virtual, I say viral, <laughs> virtual summit held by the World Travel and Tourism Council to discuss measures for safe cruising in a world where coronavirus remains a threat. That's that's good. So now what? Granted, none of these measures can actually be implemented in practice until the CDC lifts its no-sale order, mm-hmm. which is currently scheduled to lapse on July 24th. For that matter, cruise lines themselves have already promised they will refrain from sailing before September 15th. Okay. Which brings me back to that other article where they were already pre-selling. Right. Or doing bookings. Right. So yeah, they're they're booking like six six months into twenty twenty one. Yeah. So. Is it is is it like that falls into this or is just? Well, I don't know. I mean, right now, essentially, nothing has changed. So, I, I think you know the the stocks are going up because there's a lot of people buying. There's a lot of speculation. So, I don't know. I mean, it didn't it didn't blow up. Well, I mean, yeah, it kind of did, yeah, but at the same time, I don't know. It's 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 tough to say. Uh, obviously, where it's going to go, we're not finance experts. Uh, we're not experts in general, but you know, we try. Um, okay, we read this one already. You must be this tall to ride the roller coaster. All right, let's take a look at this article here. I found this one as well. What is this one? Oh, that's just the stock prices. Like, look at Carnival. Carnival is right now trading at seventeen dollars. But five days uh, within the last five days, right? So when we just read it, um, it was trading around fifteen. Then it went all the way down. Um, it was fifteen seven, fifteen eight. And then all the went all the way down to fifteen dollars, just 14. under fifteen. Yeah, fourteen ninety seven, and now it is at seventeen dollars. So that's a significant jump. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about some uh, some ships in the scrapyard. Um, so again, I, I don't really know why the 
why the stocks popped off. Uh, again, it's all speculation. Um, but one thing that I've been thinking about is when you, if you're a cruise line and you, and you have ships, right, you have assets, but your assets are not liquid, which means you can't like, for example, if you had, a a billion dollars in cruise ships and you wanted to buy things, you couldn't buy things unless you sold your cruise ships, right? Yeah. So you've got ships going to the scrapyard, which means you now have liquid cash flow. So how? Which means they now have a lot of extra money that they can use because what, I mean, what are they going to do with the extra money? You know, like, sure, they can pay off maybe some debt or whatever but now so what are they, they going to do with this extra money so they invested in themselves possibly i mean now they've got extra money that they can use to keep the company moving forward no, that, that makes sense but uh, and it's not like they're making extra money but uh, even though i use the, the phrase extra money um but it's now liquid meaning they can spend it mm-hmm. so maybe that's one reason why the stocks are popping off is because now they have money that they can actually spend because they're sending ships to the scrapyard. Excuse me. Um, this, uh, let's see this, this article formal form, formal, <laughs> former Royal Caribbean ship arrives at scrapyard. This is from cruiseradio.net. Um, extremely reputable source. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I never heard. Mm. Um, Royal Caribbean's former Monarch of the Seas made her final voyage, arriving at the scrapyard in uh, Aliaga, Turkey on Monday. The coastal region of western Turkey is known for its dozens of shipbreaking yards where the vessels are cut up section by section and disposed of. Often this means parts of ships are recycled. Last month, the Monarch was listed on the shipbroker's website for $125 million. Shortly, uh, shortly <laughs> sorry, let me, let me do it again. $125 million. Uh, uh, I'm done. Shortly after being listed, the ship was spotted in Naples and Malta offloading heavy equipment while the interior was being dismantled. Remember I told you about that? No. So they'd like tear everything apart and then they sell it for scraps. At the end of its Royal Caribbean tenure, uh, the ship sailed short cruises out of Port Canaveral, Florida, Mm -hmm. offering three and four night trips to the Bahamas. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Royal Caribbean purchased Spain's largest cruise line in 2006 and later sold the majority share, 51%, of Pullman Tour to an investment firm in Spain. Pullman Tour Cruises filed for insolvency under Spain's law last month. Basically, what that means is that Pullman Tour filed for bankruptcy because they couldn't they couldn't afford to mm. keep the company up again. So that that's, that's, yeah. that's good that they sold the majority of it. <laughs> Um, at the right time. At the right time, sure. I mean, well, only fifty-one percent. They still, they're still liable for half. Uh, but it says insolvency is when a company cannot pay off its debts due to no or low income, typically leading to a reorganization. Car- Carnival Cruise Lines, nineteen ninety built Carnival Fantasy, is also heading to Turkey to meet her fate. Um, Carnival. It, it's huh? so it's so uh, dramatic when they put her. To- yeah, her fate. It's like... Aren't all ships um, considered a she? Like, that's just I think a so. luck thing? Yeah, I, th- I think so. But it's, it's just like how they're making it, like... We're gonna it's, yeah, it's so dramatic. a person right now. And then we're gonna sell all the parts. Yeah, it reminds me of a Dimitri Martin joke where he goes... Oh, I thought it wasn't recording. I was about to freak out for a second. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw my face right um, uh, Dimitri Martin, he says, uh, batteries are the most dramatic. Um, uh, batteries are so dramatic because they don't just stop working. They die. Huh. <laughs> you don't really unless say that re- about anything else. Unless it's a rechargeable battery. Yes, they still die, though. You don't say my batteries aren't. You don't really say they're not charged yeah. anymore. You still say they die. I got to recharge That's my batteries because they died. Anyway, <laughs> back to ship life. Huh. Um, do, 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 do. Carnival Corporation recently announced that they are retiring 13 of its cruise ships. That's a lot. Decreasing the fleet size by 9%. 
wait a second, 13 ships is 9%. Therefore, they have over 130 ships in total that they own. You see why I don't do math? That's over a billion dollars in cruise ships. That's a lot. Assuming that they're all worth around $100 million. Uh, no, that's more. I can't. Um, I'm done. So they're <laughs> so they're sacrificing thirteen. They're yeah. They're retiring thirteen of their cruise ships. Um, let's see. When Monarch of the Seas launched in 1990, it was the world's largest cruise ship, coming in at seventy three, almost seventy four thousand gross registered tons. Um, Royal Caribbean continues to hold the title for largest cruise ship, Oasis class. Yes. But the definition of world's largest has changed significantly when the new symphonies, when the new symphony, uh, with the new symphony, I cannot read today, mm. um, weighing in at over two hundred and thirty thousand gross registered tons. So that's uh, that's what more more than three times the the weight of the previous largest ship back in 1990 guests who were booked on the monarch and other pullman tour vessels have been offered a cruise on royal caribbean and celebrity cruises oh and they can also opt for a full refund okay well that's well, that's good that's yeah. fair yeah. yeah all right well let's see uh four hall in america um line ships have been sold this is from cruise industry news boop, 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 for boop. holland is that like a river cruise right uh are they I don't I know. It looks, so. it looks a little big for a river. Holland America. Well, let's see what this says. Holland America Line announced that Amsterdam, Maasdam, Rotterdam, and Vindam, Vindam have mm -hmm. been sold and will be and will be transferring to undisclosed buyers. Ooh. So somebody actually bought the whole ship. Shady. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's some it's some Israeli dude who just likes ships. He he's gonna yeah. he's gonna sail it around uh, the Gulf of uh, India or or whatever, um, and just run around the ship yeah. naked. One one ship for each <laughs> each child. Yeah, one for ship each, for each kid. Or for like each family member. They're, they'll play tag with cruise ships. Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> would it be? Yeah, it would be slow though. Yeah, the ships are pretty fast, actually. Yeah, but like, it's not gonna be like tag your in. Relatively, it's yeah. gonna be like thirty minutes tag. Yeah. It, they'll run into each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these ships have been sold in pairs: the Mazdam and Vindam, transferring to one company in August 2020, while the Amsterdam and Rotterdam have moved to another company in the fall. Okay, so it's not just some random Middle Eastern dude. It's they sold it to actual other companies. Mm. Pro oh. Well, it says it's undisclosed, but what if they sold them to uh, Royal Caribbean or Carnival? But they just got rid of 13 ships. That's true. So it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's always difficult to see any ship leave the fleet, especially those that have had long and a long and storied history with our company. Said Stein, Stein Kraus. CEO of Holland America Group and Carnival UK. However, Holland America Line has a bright future ahead that includes recent Pinnacle Class additions with a third sister ship next year that will continue to maintain all uh, our overall capacity in the marketplace. So, yeah. Let's see. Skipping to the last paragraph here. Guests with bookings on future sailings of these ships will be notified that their cruises will be canceled or changed. Along with their travel advisors, guests will receive information if the cruise will operate a different sh uh, with a different ship or information on special offers how to book another Holland America Cruise Line uh, operations resume. Guests who prefer a refund will be accommodated. That's good. Mm. So they're not stuck. Mm. Let's see, what else do we have here? Um, another one from Royal Caribbean Blog. Um, I, I'm highly doubtful that this is their official blog, but... Yeah, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> it definitely doesn't look like it, but at the same time, it is noon. Nonetheless, Royal Caribbean Chairman gives global cruise update on ships being sold, name change, and more. Hmm. Up next... Royal Caribbean Group Chairman and CEO Richard Fain answered some of the hottest questions the public has been wondering about the state of the cruise industry. In, 
in uh, in a webinar with travel agents, Mr. Fain responded to questions about a variety of topics related to Royal Caribbean cruises and blah, 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 blah. Former monarch and sovereign of the seas will be sold. Uh, we talked about this already. Um, how about this? Capacity of ships will be reduced initially. Okay. Yeah, probably they're going to go 50%. Yeah. If anything. Let's see. Um, uh, it's likely that we'll start out at lower capacity in Europe. The capacity levels uh, for the starting up at starting up or at 60 to 70 percent potential load factors obviously that's quite a bit less than what we're used to uh yeah okay 60 mm -mm. to 70 percent oh it's something though global operations update large part of mr fane's comments were about providing a global update yes we know that mm. um mr fane saw many positive signs including its german brand tui cruises resuming resuming cruises on Do july 24th Okay. In addition, but how are they going to resume cruises if the CDC has a no-sale policy? I think the CDC is only for America. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because over here, been, everybody's being stubborn. That does make sense. Yeah. Also, 60% is almost empty on cruise ships, because uh, even 70%, because even on smaller cruises, on charter cruises, uh, there's always... The ship is so big that there's always places to be and you never, when there's that amount of yeah. people, there, yeah. like you hardly, hardly? Hardly. Hardly. Yeah. See them. Hardly or hard? Hardly. Hardly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hardly. Hardly. The, perfect. This is true though. Um, yeah. I will say that uh, when we had... Uh, um, that charter cruise, it was the it, it was a Which gay one? cruise. Oh, the, well, so no, 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 sorry, not the gay cruise. You were on the gay cruise. Um, I was on the swingers cruise. I was in both. Well, I'm just saying the one that I was on. I oh, wasn't you missed on, the gay. I didn't. Atlantis. I wasn't on the gay cruise. Atlantis. Yeah, the Atlantis cruise. Atlantis. That charter cruise was. Um, I, I've always heard stories, but I've never seen it. And those are so much fun. I'm sure. But, you know, based on my experience with the Swingers Cruise, that was pretty insane. That was insane. There were places that you just couldn't go because, you know, you you just have to cover your eyes mm -hmm. and, and your mouth. Well, <laughs> I don't think they, 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 they you just, you couldn't cover your eyes because then you're going to make them feel bad. Well, yeah, you could ju uh, just there, like there were certain crew that was, that had to serve. Mm -hmm. So they got to see... Everything. Oh, Vitaris, we had fun. <laughs> Let's see. The, uh, the the ship has special features. Some things make it more challenging, but some things provide real opportunities. And so they're looking at it with an open mind and an imaginative core. Really excited, blah, 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 blah. Wait. Why Norwegian? Uh, why Royal? What, what were you saying? No, I was going to ask you, like, if... You were the one telling me that. No, I think I saw it like on YouTube where there were all the ships that they were scrapping mm -hmm. was the ones that um, don't have any balconies oh. or outdoor areas. Oh, that's interesting. So usually are like the older model models. No outdoor areas. I mean, it has limited. Oh, not as much. Yeah, because now all the cruise has um, cabins. I mm. mean, cabins. ¿Cómo se llama esa vaina? Balconies. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, so all of the older ships, mm -hmm. they don't have mm. balconies. So I, I think those are the ones that are getting scrapped. Interesting. The older models. I'll have to look that up. Also, they smell. Yeah, they do smell. They older smell. the older ships and smaller ships have got this like old ship smell. And I'm pretty sure they're haunted. Definitely Moving haunted. on. Why Royal Caribbean partnered with Norwegian Cruise Line? I don't... I, I'm not sure what partnered means. Uh, it doesn't say that they merged, but... Um, one question asked to Mr. Fain was why Royal Cru uh, partnered with Norwegian and not any other cruise line. And uh, the truth is that we started out with the idea of doing a panel. Oh, this is this is on the, uh, the, the health panel. Um... I did a round of other cruise line CEO. I did call around. 
<laughs> okay, hold on. Let me, let me back up because I can't read. <clears throat> Mr. Fane recalled, I did call around other other cruise line CEOs. I'm not, am I, This that's what it says. I did call around other other cruise line CEOs. Okay. Well, yeah. clearly this is not the official blog. Yeah. <laughs> just to let the, um, not just let them know what we're doing. And then I spoke with Frank Del Rio of Norwegian and he said, well, that's a coincidence because we've been working with a guy by the name of Scott Gottlieb. Um, and so, yeah, so they were, they're working together, Royal and Norwegian. Yeah. We should, we should get into that. Cause this sounds kind of like gossip. What do you mean? The way it's, it's typed. Or the way it's ma they make it sound is kind of like, oh, you heard, you know, oh. kind of like gossip. What, you you want to make a blog? No, that's fine. <laughs> Let's see, and it says a uh, crew repatriation update. Like all cruise lines, Royal Caribbean has struggled with repatriating crew members due to increasingly strict and local laws that prohibit anyone, including citizens of the country, citizens of that country, from getting home. It's been a it's been horrific for crew members who are stuck and haven't been able to get home, and it's been very wrenching for us mm. uh, to know that uh, to know that and not be able to solve the problem. Ninety seven percent of our crew are home safely with their family and loved ones. The people who are remaining are mostly from two countries which have severe restrictions. Oh, what two countries? They're not saying. That sucks. Yeah. Um, four tiers of making cruise ships safe. Um, let's go straight when, to this. When was this what? Uh, published? When? Yeah. This was published July 15th. That's today. Oh. So yeah. there's still people? There are still people. 3%. That's, but That's crazy. I mean, you know, if we do a rough estimation, if there's about a thousand crew, and let's just roughly estimate it to be about... 500 ships in the in the whole fleet um that's 500,000 and so 3% um I can't do math right now the, I'm I'm going to stop right there cuz my brain is not working um if anybody else wants to continue that math down in the comment section by all means um I'm just going to keep going because uh uh, it's going to take me like an extra minute to figure this out. <laughs> crew repatriation update. Uh, we read that already. Four tiers of making cruise ships safe. It says, um, Mr. Fain outlined them as screening. Steps on board the ship. Uh, okay, so for the screening, you take, take, you take steps to make it harder for the disease to get on board in the first place. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Steps on board the ship. You have steps on board the ship, which would include lower capacities, Probably not self-service buffets. Yeah, probably not. Um, or just a buffet in general. Probably not. Uh, I wonder how crew members are going to do, though. Because the crew mess is all self. Well, they'd probably just have people serving them. And then there's probably going to be um, staggered times, maybe for departments. Entertainment mm. eats at... Uh, a certain time, um, oh, I can you know, see that. so they, I would imagine they would do it that way. But then that would also mean they have to stagger the 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 mess times too, or the workers in the mess, mm -hmm. because normally, um, I think it's like what an hour and a half or two hours for like lunch or something. Yeah. So. And then if you're serving them, you would need more people. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, on the smaller ship that I was on, again, it was smaller, but um, uh, they would serve you. There was there would be somebody there, and you'd put your plate, and they'd serve you at least for some of the dishes. Oh, like that. I thought it was it was more of a they them preparing the plate, and then putting a little cover, and then here you go. Oh well, that could work too. It would just be a plate with a bunch of stuff on it and wrapped in saran wrap. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking. I, I imagine that to be very ugh, sad looking. Well. But what are you going to do, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Then a uh, third step here is destinations, destinations ships visit. To make sure that 
we're not doing anything to bring the disease to the destinations, and conversely, that destinations would not be a source of contagion for our guests. Sure, that makes a That's lot of gonna sense. That's going to be super hard, though. I agree. Because they, they're even having trouble with putting people of their own countries in the country. Mm-hmm. How they're going to, you know, how do they expect for an American ship to bring all this uh, people towards another country where there's no cases. Well, they'd have to work that out. And I'm sure they're going to work it out beforehand. They'd have to call up the the um, the yeah. ports and find out, like, hey, we want to come to your port. You down or what? I feel like the, they're, they're only going to do uh, the, like, the Labadee place. Oh, their their own little yeah. fake ports. Yeah, I mean those are given. I mean that 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 would be something, but I don't think the other countries are gonna let them in. So you know the other challenging thing though is that you know for example ports like Saint Martin and Falmouth, where you go there and you immediately land in a heavy tourist mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Those places heavily rely on tourism. Yeah. And now that place is impacted, but you know what it's it might be easy for them to say, "Ah, oh, but we need the money, so let's bring them in and then, you know, that's uh, true. they could either contract it or get it from the ship." So that that's another really big challenge, yeah. especially when dealing with with those types of countries who could uh, that's another consideration that I think cruise ships have to have is are we dealing with a country that might be so desperate they might say, "Okay, we might give it to them or vice versa. We might get it from them. Hmm. But I, I, I think, you know, that, that all comes down to the screening yeah, as well. It, yeah, it depends how they they do it. Well, let's take a look at this fourth thing here. Um, it says, what if there's a case on a Royal Caribbean ship? It says, how do you make sure that you can handle that in a way that basically handles it smoothly and efficiently aboard, on board and get the, that, that, that doesn't even answer the question. That's answering the question with a question. I'm done with this blog. Next, mm. CNN travel. What happens when cruise ships retire? Wait, so in conclusion about the other uh, other blog, so they're scrapping the ships, and then they're going to take measures measures to go yes. to get back on the, on the thing. So um, in conclusion, um, Royal Caribbean is... Uh, selling, not necessarily scrapping, two ships, the Monarch and the Sovereign of the Seas, right? And then they're going to take measures to um, uh, basically deal with COVID by reducing the capacity, screening guests and crew, Mm -hmm. um, all that stuff. So that's basically what Royal is doing. So what does this mean for crew members? Are they going to... Well, crew members... First of all, they, you know, they, what this means is that they're not, Royal Caribbean is still going to keep working, which is yeah. great. Yeah. No, I mean, like, if. Not if until after the 15th of September. If they're going like 60% of capacity, mm-hmm. are they going to still hire the, the same, same amount? amount of uh, crew members? I or? doubt it. You know, because if they're at 60% capacity, that means there's a lot, that, that means there's about 30 to 40%. Um, of the guest cabins that are not filled in, filled up, mm-hmm. you know. I so. bet they're gonna try and get crew members to fill those up. <sighs> you think so? I, I don't no. think so. Nah, no uh, way. That would be cool though. Yeah, they're just gonna take on less crew. So on the larger ships, instead of having a thousand crew, nine hundred crew, then they're probably only gonna have about like five to six hundred crew, because you would have less mouths to feed, less rooms to clean, less people to entertain. You're still going to have all the same entertainers, though. Entertainers, I think you're in a good place. Yeah. I think it will be the same for photographers as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I Well, think... maybe not. Maybe they won't have as many photographers roaming around the ship. Maybe, like, one less? Two less? Yeah. Depends on the team. I know the teams aren't yeah. even that big. No. It varies in between 8 and 12 for the kind of, like, celebrity mm-hmm. type. And then... For the bigger ones, then 
24, I guess. I don't know. 24? That's a big I, team. I've never been in, like, a bigger one, but... Like Oasis? Yeah, yeah they say that uh, that's, like, crazy. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, let's see here. What happens when cruise ships retire... Uh, hundreds of cruise ships usually traverse the world's waters, but right now, with the cruise industry on an indefinite hold due to the coronavirus pandemic, they're mostly laid up at sea with no passengers. Let's see. But what happens when a cruise industry decides to retire a ship, a cruise company, not the industry? Prior to 2020, the cruise industry was booming and ships could have a seafaring life spanning decades. If a major company decided a ship was no longer needed, it would likely sell the vessel on a smaller corporation, rebranded, perhaps refurbished. The ship would then continue operations for many years. Some ships repurposed, um, are repurposed and become tourist attractions, like probably the Queen Mary. Hmm. Uh, this is rare, but does happen, says maritime history author Chris Fame, who points out on... Uh, th this doesn't matter. Uh, but there's little demand for ship buying. Vessels will be sold for scrap. A fate that could become more common in the wake of the pandemic. Hmm. Um, I don't know many cruise lines in the world that are looking to buy ships right now. Bill Miller, a prolific cruise ship historian, tells CNN Travel. Uh, I would say that would be very unlikely. The next best buyer would be scrappers. Sure. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Cruise ships, especially in recent years, have become giant floating cities, chock full of features from casinos, swimming pools, rooftop bars, and spas. Um, you see? No balconies. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's you're right. It's just one one main one around. Okay. Well, let's take a look at some of these pictures here. Ew. This is a really old ship. Yep. I would like to go in an old ship. Look at this ship graveyard. It looks so desolate. That's crazy. Everything's ripped up. Whoa, that's, oh, that's... really old. Kind of cool. What? What is that? <laughs> okay. Wait, let's go back here. I think I missed something. Oh, no. These are just all the pictures that were there. From oh, the look outside. at that. That looks so old. Oh, the chairs. Oh, the chairs. Oh, the chair. All the chairs look yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, if you guys are listening to the podcast, it's basically just a lot of um, old cruise ship stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're right, babe. Like, look at this ship. There's not really, there's no balconies on this mm -hmm. one either. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, the, I think they're working on getting ships with more outdoor space. That makes sense. Let's see. Um, when a ship's been earmarked for scrapping somewhere like, somewhere like, Alang, its operator will first remove anything that it wants for salvage. Then a small crew, maybe about 50, will take it to India, says Miller. It's a very lonesome last voyage, but, uh, or excuse me, because the ship is empty, no passengers, but yet it still has the feel as if it's a cruise ship because all the furniture would still be in place. That's all sold in partial with, parcel with the ship itself. So I guess, okay, so they're not the ones who sell it for scraps. Uh, a scrap yard will sell it. So they'll sell it to the scrap yard. Mm for a flat rate and then the other person will then break it down mm -hmm. and sell mm -hmm. that stuff you're gonna see a lot of stuff at ikea <laughs> <laughs> in in a line um mill explains miller the crew will then wait till tidal conditions are right and then deliberately run the ship aground on the beach so ba they basically just send the ship right onto the beach as you can see in this photo here when the vessel is stuck in the sand, final papers are signed and the dismantling begins, a process that can be fraught with risks uh, for both workers involved and the environment surrounding the scrapyard. Hmm, I wonder what the risks. Um, let's see. In On the 10-mile stretch of beach, the, up to 200 ships can be demolished at one time, making it look like Armageddon or something out of sci a science fiction movie. Tankers share the sands with cruise ships, ferries, and container ships, and even outmoded out out oil derricks. Um, let's see. Furniture such as lighting and um, uh, assets such as furniture and lighting will be resold locally. The Then begins the dangerous and involved process of dismantling the ship's superstructure. Ooh, I've never heard of that word before, superstructure. <laughs> There's a lot of super in a ship. Yeah. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. 
With aid of a local agent, uh, Nagel gains access to the vessel, often climbing up a ladder. Oh, okay, well, every door, light fixture, railing, almost every bit of furniture and artwork is um, is from a classic 20th century. Um, so basically the guy who's writing this, I guess, is actually on the ship and those these are the images that you see right now. Um, but this ship is pretty freaking old. Yeah. As you can see. Anyway, so that's basically what they do. Um, let's see. To see such large objects on a beach being demolished in an otherwise natural setting is both fascinating and heartbreaking. I'll agree with that. I'm not going to read the rest of this article because there's like way too much stuff. But you get the gist. They mm -hmm. just tear it down and sell all the stuff. Um, anyway, I came across this other article that I thought was actually pretty interesting. Uh, the headline reads, Judge Dismisses Cruise Passengers COVID-19 Lawsuits. Huh. So, let's see. A uh, federal judge dismissed lawsuits by Grand Princess cruise ship passengers who sued for emotional distress caused by their fear of exposure to COVID-19, saying that allowing saying that allowing their cases to proceed would lead to a flood of trivial suits. And... This Wait, is... what? Trans translate? Basically, uh, a federal judge dismissed lawsuits, right? Where these passengers came uh, came on the ship and they were afraid that they would <clears throat> oh, so get, they... they would get COVID nineteen. So they they tried to sue for emotional distress because they were like stressed out. But the judge dismissed it, saying that if I let this go. We're going to get so many other lawsuits from yeah. this. And, but just don't get on the ship. Right. Like, if you're already stressing out, the ship is, didn't obligate you. Right. Well, let's see, let's see what the rest of this says here. Judge Gary Klausner in Los Angeles, said, oh, in L.A., said in Tuesday's ruling, Tuesday being today, right? Yeah, July 15th. And this is also by Reuters, an established um, law uh, website. Um, where was I? Ruling that allowing passengers to collect damages based on potential COVID-19 exposure without suffering symptoms raise concerns of unlimited liability for restaurants and other businesses. Mm -hmm. This is very true because if you can sue a cruise line for potential exposure to COVID-19, then you could do the same thing for a restaurant that's trying mm -hmm. to, you know, open and even though they're socially distancing and doing everything right, you know, wearing masks and whatever, you might have a Karen who walks in who's like, I'm not going to wear a mask. Yeah. And then all of a sudden somebody else gets scared for their life. Maybe that's what they want. The Karens. What do you mean? To sue. Oh... I never thought about it that way. So maybe maybe they're causing a scene so they can look scared, especially on camera. Yeah. And then they go, I'm suffering from emotional distress and damages and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And now, now they have some type of case. Or at least they think. They think. Right. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Debbie Chalik, a lawyer for passengers, Ronald and Eva Weisberger says she was disappointed with the ruling and might appeal. Weisberger. Uh, Chalik said, fears of COVID-19 lawsuits were overblown because few businesses <clears throat> welcome customers the way Princess did, knowing the virus was potentially present. Okay. So the, 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 the lawyer for the passengers is saying that uh, they... Princess was was letting them on a little more, um, was was more welcoming to them than other businesses like restaurants. Yeah, knowing that COVID nineteen was 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 present, so it's essentially saying like, uh, you were too open to their business. Yeah, well, but still, like, it's their decision to still go on, on the ship. Right, I agree. The threat is you know, it doesn't always... change if, if I say, if, if I'm telling you to be careful or if I'm yeah, just telling like, you to come on the ship. The piece of chocolate is still going to be on the table. Right, it doesn't it, change the it, calorie count. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, if a, oh, here we go. 
If a gym or restaurant is inviting people to come when they know the virus is circulating there, I think you should be able to sue, she said. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> but they're assuming that Princess knew that the virus was actually on the ship, which is that would be a completely different thing. So if they can prove that they knew that the virus was on the ship, they might have a case. But still, it's it's upon the the. It's the upon guests. the patron. Yeah. Right. It's like because they're, they're choosing, and they know and there's a particular danger. And then they're complaining about it. They still know that they're gonna fall on their faces. Oh, there's a possibility of them falling on their face, and they're still walking the, the that route. Right. So that's why it's like for me, it's like just sit down, stay home, and be quiet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're also paying money to go there. Yeah, but they're you know they're they're no, but that's what I mean. It's like you're 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 actively spending money to go on the ship, knowing that there is a pandemic. Yeah, a pandemic. Yeah. There's a risk. What do you guys think? Comment down below. Let me know some of your thoughts on this because. I mean, in in our opinion, clearly we don't think that they should be able to sue for it. But what do you think? Let's continue. Also, it's a culture thing. I feel like suing here is a culture thing. It's definitely a culture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there was actually this this. Um, did you ever hear about that that case with where that lady tried to sue Mc or she didn't try? She sued McDonald's because the coffee was too hot. She spilled it on herself. Oh, really? I heard mm -hmm. of it, but I I, did, I never know. But there was this there was this um, documentary on it on the of coffee course. was actually so. <laughs> here's what's interesting. Um, the okay well okay before i screw this whole thing up and mistell the story there is a documentary on it i think you guys should check it out if you're interested in hearing more about the story but again this lady she got uh coffee from mcdonald's and um she put it in her lap like right between her legs when she drove off it spilled when it spilled she ended up getting third degree burns on the inside of her crotch now, here's the thing. Whenever mm -hmm. any, you know, even when I first heard this story, I thought to myself, oh, this is a bunch of bunch of bunch of crap. Who would who would sue for coffee being hot? Everybody knows coffee is hot, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. However, when I saw the documentary, it kind of told a different story because this lady literally did have third degree burns. Like mm. her skin was peeling on the inside of of her legs, which well, it is the, a, a, the, but the only way for that to happen is for, you know, the coffee to be within a certain temperature range, which is clearly above what coffee needs to be, which means that McDonald's is making their coffee hotter than a certain amount, which proved to be which can prove to be dangerous. So she won. She won. Oh, I believe okay. she won. Again, um, I don't want to mess this up. Maybe she didn't, but I will leave it at that so I don't screw up the rest of the story. <laughs> but it, it's definitely out there. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. You know, uh, uh, woman sues McDonald's for coffee. But let's dive back into this thing here. Check that out. It says, uh, Carnival Corporation, which operates the Grand Princess, did not immediately respond to a request for comment. The cruise industry has been hit hard by the pandemic, and Carnival said last week that it that it was planning to resume operations. Um, there's another link here. Class action suits face uphill battle against cruise lines. Um, in March, officials prevented the Grand Princess from docking in California for days after coronavirus outbreak before taking the 2,400 passengers into quarantine. The Weisbergers alleged that the alleged the cruise line allowed them to board the cruise ship, even though passengers who disembarked the same day from the prior cruise has symptoms of COVID-19. Yeah, but that's different, though, to have symptoms of COVID-19. Symptoms of COVID-19 line up with having the flu. So, you know, if someone's got a headache and they've got a fever and this, this and this. I guess I see where they're going. Yeah. But also, it's, kind of, it's, it's still like. But you got to prove it. You're in a freaking pandemic. Why? Why are you taking a cruise? Right. You know, like. Right. What are the chances? Like you, you, you get the uh, what? What's the 
stomach thing that... And this was in March. In the middle of everything. Yeah. You see his, like, um, GI. Oh, yeah. GI. Yeah, it's, it's like you... I don't even know. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you have well, no excuse. And for those you of you who cry. are listening, GI is gastrointestinal gastrointestinal illness. I can say it. Mm-hmm. I know how to say this word. Okay. These words coming out of my mouth. Um, gastrointestinal illness. It's a very big thing on cruise ships because um, you can get it through a lot of different ways, through food or through contact with somebody else. Um and essentially, it leads to you feeling ill, throwing up, stuff like that. And it's highly contagious. And if you exhibit any of those uh, symptoms on the ship, they will quarantine you. And so basically what she's saying is that because the safety precautions for diseases and such on ships are so high, um, then, you know, if, if, if somebody's leaving the ship and they feel a certain way, well, A, they're leaving, but B, you know, they the ship they're pretty strict on trying to make sure that other people don't get mm-hmm. what those other people have. Mm-hmm. So if they're saying that other people who disembarked had symptoms of COVID-19, you know, they did what they could to make sure that other people don't get it. Yeah. Um, but again, I get what they're saying, but they're going to have to prove that um, they're going to have to prove that it actually was COVID-19. Yeah. Anyway, the couple sought more than $1 million for putting their health at risk and causing trauma. You're putting yourself oh. at risk. Yeah. You, you, like you paid every, money to go on that cruise. Yeah, everybody's stressed out, like, in, even in a normal environment right now. Right. So, you, you have money to go on a cruise. Mm-hmm. Dude, people right now are barely having money to pay their rent. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you. That's true. Yeah, what are you complaining about? Yeah, you, you got money to go on a cruise right now. Yeah, businesses have asked Congress for protections against lawsuits for allegedly ex- allegedly exposing customers to coronavirus. But Christopher Robinette, a professor at Widener University, Commonwealth Law School, said this case was a long shot. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's uh, it's one of the I wish I was. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, it's one of the. I was afraid of catching cases. Uh, those are extremely hard to win, he said. So, yeah. Um, and this last article I want to pull up is kind of on this uh, on the other side, which is interesting. And this this it's um, this video. Well, we're gonna end this uh, end this podcast on a video. It's uh, the it's from the Wall Street Journal, and this video is entitled "Cruise Ships," or well, the article is entitled "Cruise Ships Still Have Their Fans." even after coronavirus. And the video is entitled How Carnival Has Been Hit by the Coronavirus Crisis. And uh, let's let's go ahead and watch this video. This is the Diamond Princess Cruise Liner. In February, the ship became an early flashpoint for the coronavirus outbreak. Passengers and crew were quarantined as more than 700 of the estimated 3,700 people February on 4th. board tested positive for COVID-19. The now infamous ship is owned by Carnival. Hold on. Let's pause there because that, it literally said February 4th. The video we just watched two days ago with Costa Luminosa had people with COVID by the end of February and they still didn't say anything. On the 4th, mm. this ship was quarantining people who had oh. COVID. They messed up. Yeah. We should be detective. Babe. Detectives. Ship life detectives. Boom. Boom. All right. The largest cruise operator in the world. Multiple cruise ships have experienced like a astronauts. coronavirus outbreak on board, including several owned by Alien Carnival. Since the coronavirus outbreak, several. Look at that. Uh, COVID outbreaks on Carnival owned cruise ships. There's the Costa Luminosa right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Diamond Princess, Grand Princess, Costa Luminosa, Ruby Princess, Costa Favalosa, Zandam, uh, Coral Princess, Costa Fascinosa, Costa Atlantica, and the Costa Magica. Magica. Yeah. Co- the Costa Magica. Owned by Carnival. Since the coronavirus outbreak hit. Ooh, that's an interesting of- chart with numbers and stuff. 
Let's see, cruise ships departing ports daily. So you see here in January, right, you've got like 100, an average of around 115 ships uh, leaving, but once the middle of March hits, it drops down to like 10. Cruise ships sailing around the world has fallen drastically leaving the cruise operator in a precarious position. There are those uh, share prices But in the face dropping. of a pandemic, health authorities and passengers are questioning whether cruise operators can set sail safely going forward. Carnival began its history in 1972 as a cruise liner with a single ship, the Mardi Gras. Mm. Oh. Up until then... The Mardi Gras? Uh, the Isn't that the, the name of separate. the new ship? Is it? So, yeah. Oh. So then, maybe they're just kind of redoing it. That's yeah. the one with the roller coaster and stuff. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Oh, probably. We can re. That's usually how then. I feel about myself anyway. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Small operators doing their own thing. Carnival was revolutionary because it made cruising oh, affordable look at that cute to people video. from every walks of life. Carnival fueled an industry-wide shipbuilding boom in the 1980s and branded itself as the world's most popular cruise line. The cruise operator went public in 1987, and throughout the next decade acquired or bought stakes in several cruise lines, amassing a fleet of over 100 cruise ships. Let's go back to that. That looked interesting. So Kate acquired or bought stakes in several So Carnival owns Holland America, Windstar, Seabourn, Costa, and Cunard. I didn't know that. And that's as of like 2000. This this isn't this doesn't account any other companies they bought after the 2000s. Cruise lines amassing a fleet of over 100 cruise ships today. They would compete directly with the hospitality industry, offering a different product. And throughout the past two decades, the company has weathered disease outbreaks. We were told by our waiter that over 200 people had already been to the infirmary. And I was sick for five days as well, well as yeah. natural disasters <laughs> and accidents at sea. In 2012, the carnival operated Costa Concordia ran aground in Italy. Ooh, the accident killed yep. 32 people. The, yeah, that the, was the video to see in training. Yeah, 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 that's true. They did play it in training. The mm -hmm. Costa Con wasn't wasn't that because of a stupid captain? Yeah. He wanted to get close because of a, a uh didn't he have his his girlfriend on I, they say he was that. like he was yeah. like showing off. So that's the story: is yeah. that the captain had um, his girlfriend on the bridge, and he was trying to show off by getting close to the land, but he got too close, and the ship ran aground. Mm -hmm. Boom! That happened. And then didn't didn't the ship uh, didn't the captain abandon he, he ship too? He did abandon he him and the officers. The bridge officers. Yeah. So and then there was just nobody doing the nobody to get drill. the get the guests off. Yeah, it's like well. You see, that's what I'm afraid of, with with when you have those crew members who are just like, man, in an emergency, I'm out of here. It's like, well, if we all kind of work together, we can all get off safely. Yeah. It's not like the ship is gonna go down in ten seconds. It takes you know how big this ship is. If we all work together, we can. The majority of us, of us will get off safely. If you, if we, if everybody else had the same mentality, yeah, you'd all probably just die anyway. Yeah. Well, it's it's a, it's that you you don't know what you're capable of capable of. No, you said it right. Oh. Yeah. Until you're there. <laughs> yeah. You know, like once you see death front of face, it's just like, are you? Are you going to pick you or That's that old person yeah, yeah. over there? You're right. You're I'm right. not trying to be mean or anything. And but you don't really know what you're going to do in a fight until you get punched in the face. Yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. I'm just saying, you know, to have that mentality already when mm -hmm. you're not looking death in the face, I feel like that's a bad sign. Yeah. You know? Oh. Anyway, let's continue. That's why they, they have to be really nice to crew members. Because <laughs> they're going to let you die. <laughs> It was Just sinking saying. so fast, and where we were standing is actually underwater right now, so obviously we need to get off right then. Then, in 2013, the company hired Arnold Donald to write the ship as CEO. Under Donald, Two first Arnold's names market club. value nearly doubled to $45 billion in 2017. Damn. He brought them together 
uh, uh, in having a common strategy of what they offer, applying a way to control costs across all those brands. Over the past years, the cruising industry mm. has been adding at least 1 million new passengers every year. But in 2020, coronavirus became a major concern for the cruise industry early on. There are two cruise ships that have been quarantined, including the one right here in Hong Kong behind me, as well as one in Yokohama, Japan. The fear is that coronavirus mm. is spreading. Carnival and other cruise operators began canceling voyages in Asia. But as reports of virus well, outbreaks aboard cruise ships like the Diamond Princess kept spreading, its parent company largely continued full steam ahead into March. They were not prepared for coronavirus because nothing like this has hit them before. They could not evacuate. That's true. I, I think um, I was watching something else on, um, I was watching a video on the norovirus. Mm-hmm. And were, were we watching that together? And how like it just, it, it just like crippled the, the cruise industry. Yeah. And then they had to quarantine people yeah. and people were like really upset by it. And anyway. I think that was like the hardest the cruise industry had been hit at that point. Yeah, until the... Until this. And, you know, now that's a punch in the face. I mean, that's that's how you build the new guidelines and... and it's stuff, true. You know? Yeah, I mean, but this is, this is also a really good thing because, you know, like you said, you build the guidelines and you're now more prepared for the future. So... Yeah. Yeah thousands of passengers they could not deal with a rapidly spreading epidemic the cdc declared a no sale order on march 14th <laughs> and carnival stock price has fallen through the first few months of the year mm-hmm. to stay afloat the cruise operator has been raising cash through bond sales and has furloughed or laid off employees and the company's sales revenue is expected to drop significantly mm-hmm. in 2020 Carnival said it plans to resume some sailings on August 1st. Wait, what did that say? What is this graph? Carnival sales revenue. Oh, I see. November. Oh, okay. Got it. That's just projections through the fiscal year. Okay. Got it. Not target. Carnival said it plans to resume some sailings on August 1st despite a congressional inquiry into the cruise operator's health and safety practices. It's a matter of trust. So it will take a lot of convincing, a lot of guarantees, and above everything, some time for the clients to return. And they're counting that people's memories for unpleasant events is short. With the coronavirus pandemic continuing, what the cruise industry looks like going forward remains to be seen. Yeah, I'm. My my opinion on this is that there 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 are going to be a lot of people who just want to get back to living life like it's normal, and people want to get back to uh, some kind of normal, and they want an escape. Mm-hmm. And so, I think they're going to be itching to get back on the cruise ship. A lot of people. Yeah. Once once they feel once they feel like they can stick their heads out of the stand uh, mm-hmm. out of the sand. Um, what sucks is that we went back into quarantine, and uh, or at least here we did. Um, I know not every state is is the same, but um, yeah, once we feel safe again, it's 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 gonna go back up. So, in terms of the stock situation, for some companies, it's gonna they're gonna pull through and they're gonna they're gonna make it yeah. again. But some companies just you know like for example Pullmanteur, they went under. I, I, if anything, those those bigger companies are gonna survive, and they're gonna be a lot stronger. Like, what in two thousand two, when everything starts to kind of like, I feel, for me, I I already mentalize it's gonna be two thousand two, where everything's gonna start being a little bit more normal. Two thousand twenty, wait, two thousand what? Two thousand two. Yeah, so so two thousand. 22 2022 so the year after next year yeah everything's gonna be normal yeah okay because i feel like it's normal the way it is right now that's because people are not actually wrapping their brains around it Mm -hmm. so there's still gonna be covid 
the vaccine is not going to still be 100% until, like, it may be end of this year. Right. And, like, so, it, I don't know. I'm just saying I'll be fully comfortable <laughs> in 2022. 2022. Yeah. Well, let's see what else the world has in store for us for in 2022. Wow. But anyway, that wraps up today's episode, our impromptu episode, our Yay. bonus episode for this week. Um, stick around for Sunday. We're going to hop on live, do a live Q&A, and, uh, and chat about some stuff. Uh, normally hop, or hop on around um, 1 p.m. Uh, L.A. time. Mm-hmm. And if, so if you're, if you're, if you're going to be around, come hang out. Hang out with us. Anyway, um, thank you for watching if you made it this far into the video. Um, again, thank you for watching Ship Life TV, uh, the podcast that's dedicated to raising awareness of the opportunity of working on cruise ships and helping new and existing crew have an enjoyable experience and enjoyable contract. If you got any value out of this episode, touch that like button on your phone or tap it on your computer. Uh, make sure you subscribe and all that good stuff. Anyway, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. I need to memorize your thing. Yeah, you will. Next time I'll have you say it. Oh. Okay, let's do that. You left the ice cream outside, Miyamoto. No, you did. I put it back. No, you. Uh, you no, want. You were the one grabbing ice.